License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. She don't need no man. She's a bad boss, baddie. That's what she is. Yeah, the Fulton County DA taking to the stand with her dress on backwards. Yeah. And I'm not making a joke. That is the truth. That is the truth. The zipper was right there in the front. The Fannie Willis. There you go. Now, listen, uh, Fulton County District Attorney uh, Fannie Willis uh, testifying in court over an alleged conflict of interest with Prosecutor Nathan Wade, the Southern gentleman. Right. So she says. Well, she hired him to oversee the Trump election interference case. Uh, The court also questioned their apparent romance, if you know what I mean, and uh, the use of taxpayer money to pay for uh, beautiful vacations all over the country. Here's newsman Ed Donahue. And the bad baddie herself, the boss, Fanny. It is a lot. It is a lot. Mr. Stanow, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Be back in five. Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis is hitting back at misconduct claims that threaten the future of the Donald Trump election interference case in Georgia. I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be here. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchants. Contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. Trump wants Willis and her team off the case because of a romantic relationship with Nathan Wade, the man she picked to prosecute Trump. So um, you and Mr. Wade met in October 2019 at a conference? That is correct. I think in one of your motions you tried to implicate and slept with him at that conference, which I find to be extremely offensive. Willis says to her, a man is not a plan. There was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. Willis pointed out Trump attorney Ashley Merchant's interests are contrary to democracy. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial. Nathan Wade also admitted having sex with Willis during his separation from his estranged wife, even though he claimed in a divorce filing that wasn't the case. You said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? It was cash. She didn't She didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. No, you did not. I'm Ed Donahue. All right, there you go. Just some of the highlights uh, in that courtroom yesterday. And a good grief. It was some of the best television I've seen in a long time. I'm telling you, man, it, it did kind of feel like I was uh, taken back to the good old days yeah. of like Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Donahue. Let's go to the crowd to get their reaction. Right, right, you know, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But she was, you know, she was. Uh, argumentative. She was belligerent at she times. Was, she was angry. Flustered. You know, it looked like she was struggling at times to really come up with the the, the, the proper answer here. Yeah, yeah. And from what I understand, there there are just a number of uh, 
whistleblowers there in Georgia just lining up to testify. Ready to speak. Too. Yeah. yeah, ready to speak. I mean, every time she was speaking yesterday, I could almost hear the sound of uh, of the smoke alarm chirping in the background. <laughs> you got to change that battery. <laughs> That's why you need a man, Fanny. Well, well she, you know, well, yeah. Why, why couldn't it have been the Southern gentleman to come help and do that? <laughs> you know? He's winking at him and stuff. The least he could do is change the smoke detector. All right, battery. jump in here. 512-836-0590. Yeah, here on the Todd and Oz show. Now listen. <laughs> what was that, Fanny? What was that? What'd you say? Ed Clements. Uh, he's my daddy. You my daddy's my daddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble, Vandy. Uh, You're going to get us in trouble this morning. That's good stuff. Listen, uh, at uh, Austin City Hall yesterday, and in fact, every city council meeting since uh, since probably early, maybe late October, We've had uh, some, some, uh, some. well, the, the conversation's intensifying and the crowd's growing. Zoe Kadri's uh, voters, you know, UT students, uh, activists, uh, Palestinian supporters, screaming and chanting from the river to the sea have flooded city council meetings. It's getting really out of hand. Yes, it is. And in fact, I could think you say you could say it's already out of hand mm-hmm. because yesterday alone at the city council meeting, because of the city council meeting and so Kadri's activist voters from the UT campus chanting from the river to the sea uh, interrupted the city council meeting. And Austin police had to be sent to City Hall to deal with the crowds, mm. which left the entire downtown area with only maybe five police officers. Less than that. Really? Yeah, that, according to Michael Bullock, you know, president of the police union. Yes. He actually he tweeted out, he says, were you downtown and needing police, but no one responded? Our downtown day shift had only six officers and four got pulled to go guard wow. city council. Only two officers available to answer 911 calls. Officers want to help Austinites. The city wants bodyguards. That that's his tweet there. Wow. Now it was. I mean, you know, I, from what I understand, protesters were down there spitting. They were getting dragged out of the council chambers, uh, and, and and it was not. You know, it, it reports I've heard they, out of city hall. It, it's becoming increasingly more aggressive. Those protests. They were spitting and kicking at people. Well, they were spitting at least. Wow. Escort her out. Get her out of here. Please sit down, sir. Shut your mouth. Get her out of here. Please sit down. Get out of here. Man. Cease fire now. I'll ask that there be order in the chamber. The haters won. All right, so you got some activists that are screaming for a a city council resolution calling for a ceasefire, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, Nothing. uh, They're not listening. Right. right. You know what I mean? The people in, involved in that war down there, they're not listening to Austin City Council meetings. And, and and they would be so excited if the city council voted on a resolution calling for a ceasefire. Sure they would. They would celebrate as if they did something. That's right. We successfully got the, the ceasefire resolution passed at Austin City Hall. Kirk Watson, though, is among those making the, the, the very fine point that whatever happens at Austin City Hall will not change global wars. Ever. The Austin City Council can't keep the Zelf, the Zelker Zephyr running. There's no way they have any influence on on the war in uh, in Israel. I don't know. They're going to save the planet with this climate bond. That's true. I forgot about why, that. Why, why stop there? Go That's go true. over there and end the war, guys. Because totally, clearly, can do this. Totally forgot about that. That's true. They did. That's right. Going to save the planet right here. Seven seventeen here on the Todd and Oz show. Yeah, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Let me ask uh, folks out there, young folks out there, are you struggling to find a home to purchase? And if you find one, maybe it's just too expensive. 
Well, according to uh, Redfin and their data, they blame older Americans for your uh, problems when it comes to finding a home. Yeah, this finding is published in the real estate brokerage firm Redfin Show that baby boomers who are currently between the ages of 57 and 75 are aging in place, which is fueling both the nationwide inventory shortage and rising home prices. I'm already going to call Bravo Sierra on that. How can you uh, solve an affordability crisis and an inventory shortage with a wide open border? How about that? Yeah. Maybe it's more to blame for those folks. Maybe we can blame illegal immigration more than boomers. Maybe. People don't want to look at stuff like that because no. it's not politically advantageous for well, a lot of Well, according to the story, the uh, typical homeowner spent close to 12 years in their home in 2023, nearly double the average seen two decades ago, but uh, down slightly from the peak of 13.4 years in 2020. Uh, the driving force behind the increase is uh, older Americans. Nearly 40% of boomers have lived in their home for at least 20 years. This is all according to Redfin, while another 16% have lived in the same residence uh, 10 to 19 years. So what? It's none of your business. Is that a bad thing? That no, you it's not a bad as thing. As a homeowner for it's not. two plus decades? No, it's not a bad thing. It's a, this is absurd. I, well, is Redfin, does Redfin want old people to have debt? Is that what it is? <laughs> I, so, I mean, so they're making the argument that staying in place has, has what, made it uh, cut the inventory down? The I guess available so. Housing? Like, I mean, I can't imagine you staying got one in place family, causes it to get more expensive. You got one family living in one home. And if that family moves out and lives in another home, they're occupying that home. This makes no sense. Yeah, I don't get that. Well, according to uh, the story Redfin, previously older generations would move into smaller homes once they retired, which freed up the inventory for younger families and first-time buyers. You know, a lot of people moving into, you know, Sun City neighborhoods, a little smaller place, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. However, while boomers are uh, reaching retirement age, they're choosing to stay put and therefore are freeing up the existing, uh, or not freeing up the existing home supply, according to the story. So it's inventory. That, that they're, 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 they're messing with the They're inventory. blaming the old people who have been successful in their life, managed their finances well, and now it's their fault that young people can't find a place. That I according like to Redfin. So millennials and older Gen Zers, are, uh, they, they want these homes. They're in the market for these homes that these, these evil boomers and, and, and older Gen Xers are still living in after well, all those, these decades. Uh, Is that those, the thing? If you're Gen Z, maybe start being nice to your boomer grandparents. Maybe you'll inherit the house. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it's worth a shot. Well, I mean, this story does nothing but divide young and old. That's it what really, this really does. does. This is ridiculous. Let's see. Here's I'm seeing in 2022, empty nester baby boomers own 28 percent of homes in the U.S. with three or more bedrooms, double the share of millennials with kids own. That that according to a previous Redfin report. Yeah, they say that older Americans are hanging onto their homes largely for financial incentives, according to the study. More than half of the boomers own their homes. With no outstanding mortgage, even though still paying off their mortgage, likely have a, a much lower interest rate than they would if they sold today. Yeah, what well, if you're if you're 65, retired, and uh, and and you and you live in a home? Uh, why would you? And, and you got a low interest rate. It would not be financially smart for you to sell and get a higher interest rate on another place. Why would you want to do that to yourself after why? you've worked for all those years to to finally give yourself a little bit? of quiet time in the golden years. There is nothing wrong, boomers, with you staying put. Absolutely not. In fact, do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live it up as long as as long as you want. Let me squeeze in uh, Andrew from the domain. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? I heard this story about you talking about the police being pulled for the city council to help oh. them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are these not the same? Yeah. Are these not the same city council members that wanted to defund the police saying we don't need them? That's correct. So why are they requesting their assistance? Yeah. 
Well, because they want bodyguards. Here's the thing. Uh, by and large, not all of the city council, but a majority of the city council, they don't want police, but they do want bodyguards. For security for them, yeah. not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their safety is important, but not for thee. Yeah, and, and and basically that's what they they, they want, you know, commissioned police officers acting as security guards for them, basically. Yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had how many officers assigned to downtown yesterday? Uh, according to Michael Bullock with the police union, there were six assigned to downtown. Four got pulled to go do guard duty for the the, it, the city council. Is six enough? Well, six already sounds pretty low. It we're does. The tenth that, largest city in the nation. It's covering all of downtown. That's. Yeah. It seems like we're. It doesn't seem like enough itself. But then and again, then, we're talking and, about a department with five hundred plus short cops. True. It got six officers downtown. Four of them were pulled away to deal with the uh, the Palestinian protesters at City Hall that are agitating the city council. Go deal with Hamas over at City Hall. Yeah. 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 So how it, about it, this? How about Zoe? Tell your tell your constituency to to stand down. How about that? That would help. Tell them to stand down and stop coming to city council meetings. Zoe, can you help us out on that front? I have I have heard that that these protests are getting consistently more aggressive, and that's concerning for that's got to be for the city council. Jay in North Austin this morning. Jay, good morning. Boy, hey, I caught the tail end of that last segment when you're talking about what it was boomers are staying in their houses longer than, than usual. Yeah, Redfin has a story out this morning blaming the uh, the lack of inventory for younger generations, blaming it on the boomers who are staying put in their homes longer. Well, here's how stupid that article is. Here's who you put the blame on, and squarely on the, it's on the blame of the government, and here's why. Let's say I'm, I'm 65 now, and I bought a house 13 years ago. I paid a lot less for that house. So... Not only did I pay a lot less for that house, but now my property taxes are frozen. Why in the blank would I sell a house, go buy another house that's going to cost twice what I paid for my other one, and now guess what? I've got to pay probably double the property taxes. Do they ever think about maybe the government's tax policies don't encourage people to move? That's a good point right there. Yeah. They certainly don't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark in Liberty Hill, good morning. Mark, come on. Oh, oh he, he cut and run. He wanted to weigh in on that story. I guess he had to he had to cut loose. Uh, call back, Mark, in Liberty Hill. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, and, and according to the story there at uh, Redfin, they say the lack of homes for sale and the high housing costs contributes to people staying in their homes longer. And people staying in their homes longer contributes to uh, the lack of inventory and pushes prices higher. Similar argument to that made sometimes about uh, short-term rentals, uh, Airbnbs and things like that. That may have a bigger impact right there when you have tens of thousands of short-term rental properties all across the country when typically they would be for sale, right? So that's, I guess that's why they, they made that move up in New York where, uh, I mean, didn't they put a cap on the number that could exist in the city or something like that? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would think that that would have – if you're going to make that argument that, that people are staying in, in you know homes that are rightfully theirs for too long and that's driving up prices – then you'd have to make the same argument about Airbnbs and short-term rentals. Well, they say the sharp rise in mortgage rates over the past two years has uh, has created a, a golden handcuff. And that's probably the biggest reason why young people aren't buying homes. It's the interest rate. Yeah. Right? Sure. I mean, it makes a huge difference. Hundreds of dollars each month. Mm -hmm. Kind of pushes you out. Pushes you out of the middle is what it does. Yeah, I mean, you've got a top-end limit. Uh, e economists predict that mortgage rates will remain uh, elevated for the first half of this year, and they will only begin to fall once the Federal Reserve starts cutting rates. Even then, rates are uh, unlikely to return to uh, the low seen during the pandemic. Well, you marry the price, and you date the interest rate. Mm -hmm. It's 
good. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah, it's you can good. always refinance later, right? You can. They say the available home supply remains down, a studying thirty four point three percent from the typical amount uh, before the COVID nineteen pandemic began in twenty twenty. Uh, this, according to uh, Redfin, they say most homeowners. Uh, they say that they're nearly twice as willing to sell their home if the mortgage rates is 5% or higher, according to a recent Zillow survey. Currently, 80% of the mortgage holders uh, have a rate below 5%. How many? 80%? 80% is what it says, 80%. yeah. There you go. All right, listen, you could jump in here at 512-836-0590. A normal shift downtown, according to uh, my source at APD, a normal shift would be 10 officers okay. downtown. That sounds so, a little more normal. So yesterday we had six, which means at any given moment, we're about 50%, almost approaching 50% short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Me- well, Meanwhile, city council members are being terrified by the radicals at City Hall. Perhaps the city council should stop riling up the radicals. Yeah, you know, this is sort of. I mean, this yeah, is sort of yeah. You're right. You're right. Punishment on themselves. You're right? right. You're absolutely right about that. Over the past week. There have been several city council members, uh, you know, posting messages about this this horrible incident in which someone was stabbed at an event. Oh yeah, near the yeah, UT yeah, yeah. campus, near UT, right? Stabbed in the chest, mm-hmm. and uh, and that person may have been a Palestinian. Yeah, some of the uh, that, according to some reports, APD is is classified it as a hate crime, right? Yeah. And the city council's been uh, tweeting about it, tweeting about it, tweeting about it, uh, kind of riling up the crowd, if you will. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right about that. But even even I mean, there's that, and there are any number of things that have gone on over the past one, two, three, ten years that you know the city council just I mean, it's things fester there at city hall. I don't think any of those city council's members, and at least six of them, did tweet some stuff about that stabbing, and it was a horrific scene. It shouldn't have happened. Sure. But none of those city council members, maybe one that I know of, actually tweeted things about the machete attack. Oh yeah, they weren't. In, they did not seem to be interested in that much. Well, because that, that goes against the narrative. Didn't fit they, the narrative. Yeah. Seven thirty-three here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us too at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. A GOP House lawmaker has introduced a, a bill that aims to reimburse the state for the nearly four billion dollars in expenses it incurred to uh, secure the southern border in recent years. It's titled the Operation Lone Star Reimbursement Act. The measure was introduced yesterday by Texas Republican uh, Representative Roger Williams, and uh, if successful, would reimburse the state. For the combined $3.7 million that has been spent on activities related to securing the border over the past three years. Uh, here's a quote from the bill. The federal government is primarily responsible for securing the borders of the United States at and between the ports of entry. Uh, due to the lack of action by the federal government, the state of Texas has been forced to continually appropriate funds to secure the southern border of the United States. Now, in an effort to help maintain safety and security for all citizens, the measure noted that Texas has protected Americans from criminal acts of human trafficking, sex trafficking, drugs, illicit movement of weapons and contraband and criminal organizations and unlawful entry. Now, uh, to secure the border, the measure said Texas spent... $800,000 800000 in 2020 and 2021, and $2.9 million in 2022 and 2023. Uh, overall, this bill hopes to secure a little more than $4 million uh, for, you know, to, uh, to $4 billion to reimburse the state of Texas. 
And actually, I think that's eight hundred million in twenty twenty. I'm sorry, nine billion. Yes. between twenty two and twenty three. I got I got my numbers. My I did, the commas they're out of place. I get it. Yeah, I, uh, but but I think about that. I mean, eight hundred million. That's that's a that's a big number. Three billion is is quite significant. That's a sure. big significant jump. You're going from twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one to. Three billion in twenty two and twenty three, and he says they're going to spend more than four and a half billion dollars. Probably what next year, next yep. couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, and th- the least the federal government can do is, is is pay some money back here. No, it's not the least. That's it's one hundred percent the responsibility. Oh, I, I agree, and I think the Supreme Court would rule that as well. I, I agree, but you know they, they certainly haven't helped in in the, the actual security operations. Right, they fought back at every turn. They have filed lawsuits, uh, and, and so. Paying money, like I mean, that's that seems like it's a given. Give it back to us. Remember when Trump wanted five billion to build a wall, and there was no money. We don't have that kind of money. <laughs> and now, since then, we've spent like what one hundred and twenty-five billion over in Ukraine. Yeah, uh, Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, he took a few governors to the border uh, just a few days ago, and uh, and and you know, kind of a tour that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And these governors are very supportive. We are here to send a loud and clear message that we are banding together to fight to ensure that we will be able to maintain our constitutional guarantee that states will be able to defend against any type of imminent danger or invasion. It's very clear that this is not just a fight that Texas is having. This is a fight that all of us have to engage in. Every state in our country now is a border state. They're coming to every state in the country and every governor's having to deal with it. If our border is not secure, our country is not secure. There you go. That was earlier this week. Uh, they're in the Eagle Pass. Yeah, you know, and and as the, the feds are here, uh, they've been fighting, you know, against Texas immigration law as well. And their argument is they've been fighting in, in the, the federal court just, uh, just yesterday, saying that this is solely the, the responsibility of the federal government. Texas has no right. The Senate Bill 4 is unconstitutional. Uh, to which I could argue, well, so is leaving, you know, the, the southern border wide open uh, yeah. and, and completely abdicating abdicating your duties as, yeah. as president of the United States, allegedly. I mean, uh, you know, he I, I don't think he's all there. I think somebody else is calling a lot of his shots. Well, should this measure pass and it's signed into law, the bill states the Treasury Secretary shall pay the state of Texas uh, out any amounts in the Treasury note uh, not otherwise appropriated in the amount equal to the amount of expenses. In other words, the Treasury would be required to... Uh, reimburse Texas, and I guess that would be precedent-setting for the other states involved as well. Sure, sure. Right? But but how easy is it to, to just envision the federal government saying, nah, you know what, yeah, I know it says that, that we're supposed to do that, but we're not going to do that. You've been violating the Constitution by securing your own border. That's a good point. I could see them totally doing that. All right, jump in, 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and I show. Let's squeeze in, uh, let's see, who is that there? That's, uh, that's Ann in South Austin wants to weigh in on... Uh, uh, Fannie Willis at a Fulton County DA uh, on the stand yesterday trying to defend herself and her lover, the Southern gentleman. Mm. Fannie, good morning. I'm not Fannie, I'm Ann. Ann, I'm sorry, Ann, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you okay, called it. You, right. you, I, got, I, you, got a, I got an issue with you this morning. Yes, ma'am. Okay, you, you, you say she had a dress on backwards. She did. You, you kind of sounded like Trump a little bit. No, 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 she had her dress on backwards. That's, that's okay, the truth. Okay, you said her zipper was in the front. It was. Okay, but why, why did you go there, though? Because everybody did. It was right there on the top of her neck where her okay, necklace that's, that's was. Right there where her pearl necklace was. Okay, that's the wow. same what I'm calling you about. Uh-huh. I heard Melinda say, Melinda Brett that works on the evening, evening show, yeah. that she don't need a man. So why did you go there? 
because I think that's ridiculous. No, that's not ridiculous, Todd. That's yeah, it not is. Ridiculous. No, come on. No, no, no. I mean, I can, on, that's not I right, can, Todd. I, I, I can, I can hear the, uh, I can hear the chirping in the background. Had, Melinda has said some conversation she had on the afternoon show with with uh, uh-huh. with Ed Clemens that she didn't need a man, but 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 when it comes to black, nobody can, don't need a man. What's that? When it comes to a black person, a woman need a man. That's not necessarily true. Yeah, it is. No, it's not, Todd. So you, goodbye. You, you may not, but your kids do. I, I, and where'd you go? I couldn't follow. I, I man, I couldn't follow exactly why. Yeah. Did you say that Fanny Willis said she didn't need a man? I, I, I she did. She actually did. She said, ain't no man ever taking care of me. The only man ever taking care of me is my daddy. A man is only a companion. A man is not a plan, is what she said. Okay. When I met him, Judge Reeves introduced us. He handed me his business card. I'm unsure if I handed him my business card, but we exchanged information. He said, if you ever need any help, give me a call. And he walked to the parking lot. Um, so after after that... You started dating shortly thereafter, correct? A lie. That's one of your lies. It's a lie. It's one of your lies. She man, was, it was it was some uh, it was it was fun to watch. Man. She got animated uh, a number of times. She there. did. She got upset. Um, I, well, most times these guys they don't want to do nothing but pump, 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 and leave the baby. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I forgot about that one. I think Fanny needs a man. I think she does. I think deep down she really does. Everybody I, needs somebody, right? I know that's just my opinion, you know. And I'm sorry, Ann, if I if I angered you out there, but Ed Clements is my daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure she'll uh, she'll come around. All that she'll 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 forgive you. But she was definitely combative up there on the stand, and and at times it did feel like we, she, we were back in the '90s with the good old daytime reality, you know, talk shows of, yeah. of yesteryear. Good time. <laughs> And I listen. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and, uh, and and go on record and say I saw the picture as well. I saw the picture uh, posted up next to uh, alongside the dress, you know, as as it was being sold. Yeah. And the model was wearing it with the zipper on the well, back. So that, that's why people are saying it was bad. Why didn't somebody say something? Why didn't the assistant say, "Hey, Fanny, let's got to turn this around. Let's go into the bathroom here." She also had American flag pen. Harriet, briefly. Yes, sir. You had contact with Mr. Wade in the t- year 2020, correct? Ooh. Um. I had some contact with Mr. Wade. Would you explain when you say some contact? Please tell us. The con- talk about 2020. I had some contact with Mr. Wade in 2020. Um, one of the reasons your allegations are so preposterous or Miss Merchants that you have joined is... Ma'am, no, 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 I didn't no, no, ask just- you about the allegations. I asked you about your contact. That's all I ask you, okay? I appreciate that, that you want to say something, but... I'm interested in, did you have contacts with Mr. Wade in 2020? And your answer so far has been yes, correct? Very limited contact because um, Mr. Wade had a form of cancer that makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous. I, I do appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm sorry, I'm, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that? What? Well, right, I don't think we should discuss track. further. You just did. <laughs> Next question. Kind of did. Yeah. We just, we just got, I don't know, this country, it, 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 we're, we're, we're just, this country's just moving backwards, man. She needs a man to change that battery is what she needs. 747 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could join us, too. 
at 512-836-0590. Let's, uh, let's squeeze in uh, Billy, uh, checking in from the Driftwood area. Billy, good morning. Good morning, guys. Listen, what is keeping Governor Abbott from sending the Texas National Guard to the border and lining them up along the river, uh, fixing bayonets, leveling out South Cross River and saying, you shall not pass, except for those that are willing to get in line and go through the process. I mean, what's keeping it from doing that? It's got it's got to happen. Well, it's in San Antonio on the Riverwalk two weeks ago, on and after I got hit up for a couple of bucks three or four times, the fifth one that asked me, I said, you know, it looks like Nuevo Laredo down there, mm-hmm. and it's it's awful, and we're killing ourselves, and or the the federal government's killing us for us, sure. But, Something tells me that that if if we all of a sudden had the Texas military pointing rifles south at Mexico, the federal government would would, uh, would what would probably get it. You know what? Well, I'm, I'm sure they would get upset about it. Uh, issue a strong statement against it. Well, see, I, I you maybe know, a tweet or something. I, I really don't know how they'd react to that. I mean, it's not like I would not, like I would, not like I would care either way. I'm just saying that I I don't. I mean, would they would they send guys down here like? U.S. military troops to try to remove our guys off the border? No, that's illegal. You know, I was encouraged. I was encouraged at what they what he did at the at that park down there when he took over the park. I, that was encouraging. Yeah. yeah, but but with with the inaction that we're that we're participating in, we're enabling Biden to enable this invasion of Texas and our country, and it's going to kill us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening slowly. The The water is being turned up. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. So let's see. Is it uh, Jeannie? Jeannie in South Austin. Good morning, Jeannie. Oh, good morning, guys. Uh, I agree with that caller. Wow, what an intelligent ca- caller. But, guys, I called in to tell y'all I spoke out at city council two weeks ago, and it was rowdy, too. Yeah. And to me, what they, it's just my opinion, but Kurt Watson and his gang the things they have been passing, they have a young army that no one is talking about. The same people, the young young kids, the same names, same faces, they were still there two weeks ago, and I'm sure they were there yesterday, that got the three buildings passed, you know, the three units. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there were several people that spoke out and said, we don't need cars in Austin. We no one needs to be driving trucks. This went I'm on all yeah. morning. Oh, wow. And I'm going to tell you, there is a divide. We have a big divide in Austin, and, and then we're hearing about that Redfin story. Thank y'all for, for talking about it. Mm. Yeah, there, there's a divide now between young and old. There's no doubt. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, thank you, Jeannie. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know some of the city council members I've spoken with personally, they were in fear of their safety yesterday. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was uh, when you've got a situation where you've got an extremely hostile group of people uh, you know, with signs, they're they're trying to disrupt the proceedings, the official proceedings. Uh, reportedly, some of them spat at, 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 I don't know if they spat at the city council members or, or just others in the council chambers. Oh. That's rude. But I mean, you know, we're devolving into, you know, just a bunch of feral savages. Does that in, count in as assault? Let me ask you this. Does that count as assault if somebody spits on Is yeah, that assault? Yeah. It is assault. It is assault, mm-hmm. huh? I believe you can. Anybody get arrested? Assault. Anybody get arrested yesterday? Well, I know two people were, were, were forcibly removed from yeah. the council chambers. I don't know if they were arrested. I doubt they would. They were arrested. Well, Zoe Kadri's constituents from uh, the UT campus, the DSA radicals that have been, uh, you know, chanting, uh, you know, from the river to the sea, demanding the council uh, approve a resolution calling for a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. 
they really did put the city, at least downtown, in a, in a, in a dangerous position with the number of police officers. On a normal day, we should have 10 officers assigned to downtown. We're understaffed, so we only occasionally have six that are assigned to downtown. Yesterday, four of them had to be pulled from their beats to go to City Hall to deal with the agitators. And why is it that we're understaffed? Largely because of those same agitators from that same kind of group. They got a lot of stuff cut in 2020, so they created it's true. They created this. They they created even an even bigger public safety concern yesterday in downtown because you had two cops yeah. in all of downtown. Yeah, this, the city council needs to stop listening to the kids. Yes, Smiley is in East Austin this morning. Good morning, Smiley. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Oh, uh, we great. What's going on? Cool. I know I just want to talk about that uh, lady, uh, the Fannie Mae, that said that she didn't need, she didn't need a man. Oh, no, Fannie Willis. Yeah, Fannie Willis. Yeah, the Fulton and County just, DA. In the most famous words of one man, come here, little girl. I'll protect your breath. We love cocaine. What? <laughs> Is he quoting Ed Clements? Is that Clements quote there? Yeah. <laughs> come here, little girl. I love cocaine. Uh, I'll protect your breast. Thank you, Smiley. Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. I'll donate my spermazola. Okay, cut it out now, Ed. Please. All right. Ed Clemens. Who's powered by Blue Chew these days? Jump in at 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. Uh, listen, uh, the city council uh, made a big uh, decision yesterday, or at least they're about to, right, on this uh, this climate uh, financing plan, this climate change uh, resolution to, to create some sort of financing plan to deal with climate issues here in Austin. Yeah, yeah, environmental fund. Big. Uh, they're they're going to find. I, I. You know, it's a matter of well, maybe a year or two before they come begging for a billion plus dollars for. Oh, I think for it the, may be to save the world. I think it'll be very soon. It may be November. Could be or March of le- of the next year. That, I think if if it's going to be that soon, I, that's probably a lot more likely. Well, as expected, the Austin City Council did pass a resolution spearheaded by Councilman Ryan Alter. Uh, to address these uh, these climate issues, as he says. Yeah, and he's he's really <laughs> concerned. Uh, hang on a second. Here he is. It's not normal to pray that our electricity will work when we need it most. It's not normal for my four-year-old daughter to tell me she doesn't want to go to the playground because the slide burns her legs. <laughs> wow. He really went full soy boy there. He, he really did. Wow. Man, oh man. Oh my god. Pretty sure that that's not the reason that his daughter doesn't want to go to the playground. No. It's cuz her old man's a pansy. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Seriously, his daughter Ryan Alter, your daughter doesn't want to go to the park because the slide burns her skin. Well, don't get on the slide. Uh, until the evening or the early morning hours the way we did growing up in the in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Is there anybody in Gen X who doesn't still remember the feeling of a metal slide in the middle of summer in Texas? Think about that. He wants to borrow a billion dollars because the slide is hot. It's hot. It's hot and we have a duty to cool off the slides. That's, is that it right there? <laughs> That's it right there, huh? Here's, here's Ryan. This is what more and more Austinites are facing because our summers are getting hotter, our winter storms are so bad that we're naming them like hurricanes. Oh, my gosh. Double whammy. Oh, my gosh. We're naming them like hurricanes. Yeah, yeah but uh, a, a one city councilor voted uh, in favor this week. Alter says it's, uh, it's, it's possible the city could uh, look to voters for a major bond election at some point in order to fund his climate uh, goals. Well, you know, it's coming. And... The the way the way he talks about this, the way the council's really talked about, you know, all of our climate action plan and all this, you know, they're going to have to make a big, loud statement. And so, this would probably end up being 
the biggest bond package, the city asking voters to take on the most debt at one single time mm-hmm. than we've ever seen before by a very, very wide margin. Yes. I, I mean, you can almost guarantee it. Do you think it'd be bigger than Project Connect? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, saving the planet's well, much more important than Project Connect, right? I, I, I don't know if it'd be bigger than Project I mean, right? I, I, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you, you could make an argument if you play along with uh, Ryan Alter's arguments there. We shouldn't be spending money on anything else but saving the planet. Well... Right? Yeah, yeah. if we've only got about a decade left. Yeah, the way he talks, right? I mean, his kids are getting burned on the slide. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. Smart Sense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit smartairaustin.com.